Welcome to the Rap Knuckles podcast, episode 29. In this week's episode, we talk about the phenomenal UFC London card and ask what's next for all the fighters involved. Let's get it done. Episode 29, Rap Knuckles podcast, coming back down to earth from UFC London. Holy fucking shit. The greatest, the greatest event I've ever been in my entire life. No hyperbole, no hyperbole. The fucking tickets were, you know, an arm and a leg, but oh, <laughs> I can't I, I can't put it in words. I, I, I mean, I've just obviously chewed Sam's ear off for about 10 minutes before we've done this uh, recording because I can't believe it. I'm trying to look at my family tree to see if I have any scouse in me. That's how much <laughs> I'm on the bandwagon. And I've got, I've got, I've actually, I've already apologised to Sam uh, off air, but I will do it on air as well. Sam, I take everything back to a certain extent that I've said <laughs> about Paddy Pimblet because whilst this trajectory is happening, um, I'm fucking all in on it. I am all in on it. The man is, he's, he has the it factor. He, he ultimately, it feels like Connor and and his rise at one forty five. There's just something about him. But do you know what? And it's probably easy to say now because looking back with, with Connor, but he, he is very quotable as well in his own way, and it just feels fresh and new. And I think we've been looking for a star for years post Connor in the UFC. And I think they found it. He's lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Well, it, honestly, it was I was I wasn't there, sadly. But even from um, the comfort of me home, like that that is the best fight night I think ever, in my yeah. opinion. I, I think you'd have to go. I, I don't even know if you could top that. Really, I think it, it was better than most pay per views, to be honest with you. And they probably yeah. could have got away with that. And look at Paddy. I told you. No, I, I told you, he's a superstar and. No, I just said about the trajectory. I think the difference is now with Connor. I think Connor is a better fighter than Paddy. Mm. I think Paddy, Paddy's incredible. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely love him. But I think Connor's mission was always the belts. Mm. And he said, once I get the belts, two time, two weight world champion, then after everything's going to sort of spawn off that. That was the whole build of Connor. I'm going to knock everyone out and visualize myself with these titles. Yeah. With Paddy, I mean, I'm sure he'd like to be champ, don't get me wrong, but I think he just, lo- he loves it. He loves yeah. the, the he loves the fights, he loves the yeah. press, he loves, you know, everything building up towards it. And yeah. I don't think it, he really gives a shit whether he's fighting for a belt or he could be fighting over a piece of food or something like that, do you know what I mean? He just loves everything that goes with it all. So I think his build now, you can do whatever the fuck you want with Paddy Pimley, because he doesn't, he's one of them rare type of people, he doesn't have to be a champ. Yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't have to be sort of the, you know, a, a world champion, anything like that. He, whatever his fight is in the card is the main event. And, yeah. you know, it's it sort of harks back. To be honest, that ties in nicely with RIP Razor Ramon at the minute. But oh, again, yeah. a man who never won world, the world championship, but the bad guy who always watched what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I, don't yeah. think, 
you know, Paddy's going to be like that. And if he, I think even to a higher level than what they've done with Sean O'Malley now, yeah, Paddy is a star. Take him anywhere in the world. He translates yeah. over in America as well. Barstool, he's doing wonders with them. Yeah. It is literally fucking lightning in a bottle. Just give him anyone. I mean, like, the it, it's definitely, and I said this before as well, um, and I post this on social media, this had double in 2014 vibes. And if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about there, in 2014, um, they... Conor McGregor uh, headlined against Diego Brandau. There was loads of fighters from um, his training camp, SBG fighting, loads of Irish fighters, um, you know, veterans, etc. of the game. And, you know, I think every single SBG fighter that was on the card won. I think bar one defeat for Paddy Houlihan, um, the rest floored it. And the, 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 the crowd was there. And then Conor says, you know, famously, we're not here to take part, we're here to take over. This felt like the Scouse version of that, or or, or certainly the um, the Northern version of that, because I know that Aspinall's not not exactly yeah. Scouse, but you know what I mean. But like the thing I like about Paddy Pimble, and I hope hope he doesn't change this, but this is why I like him at McConnor McGregor. He is like you know from a working class background. He you know he, you just said it there. He loves it, and what is mm. that? The adulation of the fans. Just being out there, being in the scrap, he is he's entertaining. And I like I said to you that I've watched him in Cage Warriors and I've had a bit of back and forth with you before about the quality of the opponent that you know, and certainly the defeats that I saw he struggled, but then he, you know, you get his backstory, you hear he's a bit of a party animal and he's he wasn't really living the life the way that he he, he should have. Um, but like he's just like me and my mate watched the the chat and pony, and he had Molly McCann on it, and they sat and talked about food for about twenty minutes, and yeah. like I could listen to him just speak about stuff like that. It wasn't even fight related, and then he starts coming away with these these uh, quirky sayings and like calling Mark Zuckerberg a lizard. But oh, just, when, <laughs> when I, I like it, one of the funniest things of my weekend was when you text me. Just saying, hi Sam, what's a Ming? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, he says, he says to on on chat and pony about uh Tapura. He's like, um, so Tapura said to him, I'll oh, wait till I wait till we see each other in the hotel. And he's like, and he just looks dead set, just dead straight at the camera, like his eyes wide open. He's like, Of course, we're gonna see each other in the hotel, you absolute <laughs> Ming. We're in the <laughs> hotel it's like your fucking mushroom and it, like, it's all those scenes and then like i said to you molly mccann and if again if you haven't seen this please watch this if you're even even remotely interested in paddy the pimblet the entertainer and again i mean serious humble pie here because I, I i i mean i banter with with sam about it but i hadn't given him enough consideration and there's the i'm going to say it no hyperbole. He is the full package. He has it, and he's in. He said it in the cage as well. I'm never in a dull fight, right? And he isn't. Yeah. Like we watched. I mean, I watched all his some of his fights on YouTube beforehand. I mean, fucking hell, he went viral four years ago for yeah. fucking spewing in the octagon or in Cage Warriors Cage because he uh, he had, he had a Ferrero Rocher and a hot chocolate and got. <laughs> 
stomach and wasn't feeling right. I mean, I can't put it in words. But like the the point I was making um, is that he's just very quotable, um, and he talks about visualization as well. Um, but I just I want them to handle him right. But then I'm going to say a contradiction here. You now have a storyline with Tapura, and I I. I hope they make that fight. I, I think it's a dangerous fight for both of them. Um, and that's what makes it equally um, as exciting as well. But, you know, we'll come on to it in, in a minute. I've, I've actually created what I would think a UFC Liverpool card should look like. But, yeah. you know, the fights themselves and the entire card, bar, I mean, it depends on, on, on what you appreciate. I mean, I, I loved Gunnar Nelson's uh, fight. I think I thought it was great, even though it went to decision, it, it needed that. I think yeah. that, that sort of technical excellence on, yeah. the, on the mat was just lacking everywhere. Um, and then I think the women's flyweight uh title that we sorry, uh, bout that was second into it, um, mm. the Welsh girl, uh, Corey McKenna. McKenna, yeah. I mean, look, in any other time, it would have been, it would have been a decent, decent scrap, but I just think in the magnitude of everything that came off. After it, just you know, it was just on another level. But I hope Dana is a man of his word, and he said afterwards, and you know, everybody's saying the Mac Life even says Dana's in a great, you know, the title is Dana's in a great mood. He was in a great mood. That yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was absolutely ecstatic. But again, he did the same thing with the Irish invasion. He did the same thing about they'll come back to Ireland, and I think they only came back to Ireland once after that, twice yeah. after that. And it, it wasn't littered with, you know, the Conor McGregor's of this world because obviously he was a shooting star. But make UFC Liverpool happen. I mean, I'll take your steer on this. Um, Anfield's probably a little bit few and far between to them it actually ignite that now, surely. I think it, what, what would depend is... <sighs> I think there's enough fight fans in Liverpool who will go to that. And I think, you know, look, at, I think if you did it correctly, say in a way that, remember when Tony Bell, you fought at Goodison and it was on a Sunday night and it wasn't, Goodison wasn't packed, but the atmosphere was unreal. Do you know what I mean? It was a tough thing for people to get to. Could do it either in that sense. Or I think if you headline that with Leon versus Usman at Anfield, stack it with, you know, a Till Hall, Comain, a Paddy Pimler versus, you know, a Taporia or someone like that. Uh, get Meatball on there. Tom, you know, I suppose Tom Aspinall wouldn't be on it. But, you know, I think even if you put Tom Aspinall as the headline and got rid of, you know, um, you know, the Usman Leon and move that somewhere else, it's, uh, shall, I think they shall Anfield out. I think if it's the only stadium in the UK that they could sell out. And I, th- I don't think they sell out any in London. And I don't think, you know, a place like Manchester, nah, well, maybe just before the Scousers anyway. But I think stadium-wise, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a stadium show in the UK, it would have to be on field. Um sorry, I'm gonna be like a little bit like a Billy Conley um stand up here. I've just it just dawned on me that I'd completely forgotten what Paddy said about flavoured water. Um he called <laughs> Called flavored fizzy water that Molly McCann was drinking on his podcast as 
Pepsi Max for sex offenders. <laughs> I have literally giggled myself wrong <laughs> thinking about that constantly. Sorry. What drink was it? It was just this fucking... It was like um, a supermarket... Uh, flavored water that she brought, oh, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. taste that, and he drank it, and he's like, "That's like Pepsi Max for sex." <laughs> my mind, but like, I, no, I mean, I, I think um, if we got, if we, if the the UK got a champion, i.e., like Bisping, or you know, if, if Leon manages to, to shock the world and beats Usman. You could definitely come back here and do a stadium. But one thing Dana said uh, in the the, the the press conference afterwards was Eddie Hearn was saying you need to do this in a stadium, um, and he's like, I don't like stadiums because you don't have the weather for it, and um, you know it's it's just it, it doesn't feel that it's got the same atmosphere because it's not enclosed. He's kind of right. Yeah, but I think unless you did it in Cardiff, it's got a roof. Yeah. Oh, so you know, oh, I think maybe Spurs the stadium. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what was the atmosphere like. Joshua Rusick, that was in Spurs the stadium. Oh, uh, fuck, I can't. I, I just think even if you uh, any show up north, you're probably going to get more of a hostile sort of yeah. venomous environment, you, aren't you? Yeah, cauldron. Like that's what yeah. it looks like. I mean, look at what uh, you know. I know it's boxing, but look at what uh, Taylor versus Cartel was like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was that that was intense. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a cauldron of atmosphere. But I want to touch on something here, right? Because again, you know, last episode or episode before that, sorry, we did one about Francis Ngannou versus the UFC, and we tore sheds off of UFC, the corporate juggernaut, etc. The the UFC coming back to the UK needs to be accessible for more people because yeah. now you've got um, an event that, and, and I actually think that there's been a lot of like social media impressions on it. It's been retweeted. Paddy the Pimblet's uh, been, I think Dana said his um, weigh-in was the, the biggest uh, viewed um, like video yeah, on his Instagram. Six million views. Yeah. And I think the, the main event got something like 600,000. Yeah. But like, there you go, working class hero, right? Make it applicable, make it accessible for the fans. Don't be fucking, you know, allowing bots to yeah. snap all the tickets. And, and again, here, I'll, I'll freely admit, um, if I hadn't bought the Ticketmaster um, premium uh, tickets, I would never have got them out to get resale, right? And I, I paid I paid more than I would have liked for them. Um, yeah. And, you know, but again, it, it was great because the, the way that the, the seats were, et cetera. But, you know, just, you know, anybody buying tickets that want to see this, it's not it's not for the people. And we've talked about that before. It, 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 does, it does really sort of, you know, they made a four and a half million dollar gate. I'm not fucking surprised with how much the tickets yeah, were. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, like the floor seats ended up being about 1,500 quid. I mean, come on. And and the way that things are going without getting political, but inflation's rising, you know, yeah. salaries aren't. Well, that, that's the way, why the, the, them doing, I think the weekend being so successful for the UFC and the fact that fucking 100,000 people have bought tickets to see Fury versus White at ridiculous prices. Yeah. It's just the worst thing that could have possibly happened. Yeah. It's just like, 
look, I, I, I just it can't be justified in the sense of look at it with the UFC. It's not like all that money's going to the fighters, is it? Oh, no. And then with the Fury White one, it's like the last thing I want to do is give Frank Warren, yeah. you know, uh, any money. I want Tyson Fury an extra top up on his fucking thirty million dollar pairs <laughs> and Dillian White. You know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah, it, it's just the worst thing that could have happened. So I think it's only just going to get worse from moving forward, to be honest with you. It, it's supply and demand, right? So there's a reason that the tickets at the UFC sold out in, in, I think, under 15 minutes. And there's a reason why Tyson Fury, Dillian White sold out in, in under you know an hour because yeah. people want to see it. But I just think that, you know, for two sports that are, let's be honest, still niche, on the grand scheme of things, you want to make that open for a lot more people. Um, and bear in mind, it's still it was still on a, a TV channel that is thirty five pounds a month, except yeah. it's not exactly you know getting all the eyes on it that it should. It's a select few that that, that get to see it. But I hope I hope to God that if UFC Liverpool does come round um, and they do manage to to fill it out the way that they should, that they make the, 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 the briefs a hell of a lot more affordable to everybody because that's the way, you know, Dana talks about how he wants to, you know, become a, a top four in the US and, 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 and challenge football. Well, again, I know oh, fucking hell is going down a different tangent here as well, yeah, yeah. obviously, but football is a hell of a lot more accessible than, than, than MMA. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, we could go down the whole fucking card, but I want to start off by saying Mohamed Mokayev uh, opened the card. Um, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, we were supposed to have um, well, who who opened the card? Daniel Wood. Daniel yeah, Wood. Unfortunately, his uh, his uh, opponent pulls out. So Mokayev got you know uh, the the opener, and my God, did that man deliver! I was hoping big things were going to come from him. He's amazing. Yeah, he's unbelievable, isn't he? And uh, he's even... Uh, he's got a level of opposition and stuff like that. That's why I know people are giving Paddy shit at the minute, Molly McCann. Fucking... It was it Cody Durden, was it? Durden, yeah. Who yeah. Cody... And uh, the, the brilliant Fucking- thing is, Durden famously was like, once he beat his opponent, I think two months ago, he was like, I just shipped him back to China. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just shipped him back to America. Yeah. That is that, ass. Um, like, they didn't can fight. Mokhev is fucking then again, he, he's like he, he's got had like a weird kind of boxing approach to MMA in the sense of he's got a like proper amateur career behind him, he's got proper wrestling credentials. Yeah, like he's a well rounder fighter, and he's what he's the youngest guy on the roster, isn't he? 21. Yeah, so he's gonna be something special. The rumours are, right, that um, he's now being touted that he's going to open up um, International Fight Week uh, for the, the big pay-per-view then. I mean, oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, he's in flyweight, so you would like to think he's called out Tim Elliott. I mean, that is bold. I mean, oh, Tim, Tim Elliott. Elliott. <laughs> 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 game. But, you know, let's say he's potentially maybe three or four fights away from a title shot. I mean, they've got something with him. He's good. He's really, yeah. that, that knee was a thing of beauty. And then I didn't actually think he had the choke on properly and he managed to pivot his body round and it was done. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he's exciting. Shout out to Jack Shore as well. Yeah. If any other night, any other night, 
his fight was fight of the, fight of the night. Yeah, and he yeah. got a bonus and he didn't get anything for it. I feel so sorry for him. He Jack Shore is again a problem at um at Bantamweight. Um he's gonna be very difficult to beat. Yeah, I mean look he, he that fight was great to be fair. Like it and if, if I, I do feel sorry for him, but I think that's another conversation as well because I actually like the fact that everyone would have finished, got a bonus. Yeah. But um yeah, look, Jack Shaw. I mean, what he's undefeated now, isn't he? Sixteen and zero. Yeah, he, yeah, sixteen and zero now. Yeah, you can't, you can't really argue with that. I mean, he should you give him next, but keep. I think if you keep him active, keep him going up there, he he, he could be a, a serious problem and someone that could be ranked what by the end of the year. So fight, fight I, small. I would actually again. I've constructed what I think uh, UFC Liverpool would be. I would have him open the card against um, Marlon Marais or Rafael Sunset. Ooh. 14 and 15 <laughs> rankings. I think it's time to give him a ranked opponent. Um, and Marlon Marais, I, I don't know if he's going to keep his job, to be honest with you. you know, what's yeah. that fourth, fourth loss on the bounce? Yeah, yeah. But Rafael Sunset, that's a great fight. Mm. Yeah, that is, to be fair. I didn't even think of that. Marlon, it'd be the perfect time for Jack to get Marlon as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. A hundred percent. Paul Craig, I mean, we talked about it before we started recording. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, like, taking out the fact that he's got the best fucking entrance to Wayans anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Braveheart style. But, my God, it doesn't matter if his head is rattled off the, 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 um, the canvas repeatedly. He's never out of a fight. And his jiu-jitsu from the, the, the ground is fucking unreal. He's got he's got his real his hips, etc. But his ability to just manage to get these um, his legs wrapped around opponents. I mean, I, I actually my, my, the my mate that I was watching it with, we were concerned. We were like, oh my god, this is not looking good. And it came out of nowhere, a hail mary. I mean, mm. and then calling out Anthony Smith. Yeah, I would love to see that. But I was actually going to suggest him fight Dominic Reyes. Yeah, I think that Reyes is going to be a tour. It's going to be interesting to see where he comes back, right? Because he, he hasn't fought since Yuri, has he? No. Nah. Um, but I mean, Anthony Smith, I think that's the fight, you know? Like, that's so good. That's going to be an absolute war. Yeah. Yeah, no, it would be. And it, again, a proper acid test for Craig to just see what type of level he is. I mean, I was actually, uh, it, it only dawned on me before the event that Paul Craig's got a, a, a Hail Mary win against Ankalaev. Yeah, and I know. has been touted as the next big 205 contender. Holy shit. Yeah, Paul Craig in the top five, that's what I'm saying. Amazing. Um, and then, look, Sergei Povlovich, heavyweight, uh, you know, look, uh, just it was, that was the most random fight. Like, well, <laughs> like, well, why, why is Shamil Abdurrahmanov or whatever he's called? And yeah, is it, like, well, these guys are in town. We might as well. <laughs> How did that come about? But again, I, I weird. Two Russians, right? And they got they got booed. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's not their fault. Like, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. wearing fucking Putin t-shirts. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um. 
Like Mike Grundy, I think was the only, I guess, sad, sad point of the night. I really feel for him against Marquan Amirkani. Interestingly enough, I think John Gooden said this on the broadcast. Um, or no, it wasn't actually, it was the Fight Disciples afterwards, the post-fight um, review with Michael Bisping and Adam Catterall said that Mahwan actually has, when he gets when he gets uh, shot in for a, a takedown, he has 20 different ways in which to slap on a guillotine. So he's been drilling that constantly. Uh, Grundy obviously being a wrestler. I feel really bad for Grundy. Obviously, you, everyone's heard the story. His dad was in the crowd, terminally ill, you know, really bad illness, unfortunately. It looks as though that's Grundy's last fight um, for the UFC. Um, but I do hope he gets back, um, maybe goes to Cage Warriors or goes on the regional scene, something like that, because he, he's too good a fighter not to be in the UFC, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's been tough as well. He's fought some tough guys since his debut. He has nearly won on his debut, and then he's had some, you know, he's not had the easiest run, similar to who I imagine you're going to talk about next, Jai Herbert. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll start off by talking about the victor, but. Uh, Ilya Kapura is a fucking problem. That finish, and it like <clears throat> he softens him up in the solar plexus with the body mm. shot, and then that's what catches uh, Jai's attention. And then that knockout, and the way that he like his neck just lands on the canvas, etc. Scary. His style or his his movement in his boxing. It reminds me of Cody Garbrandt and his movement. Like he, you know, it's, it's really fluid and he's his his com combinations are brilliant. Like he obviously Jai Herbert was unlucky. Um, you know, yeah. in, in that first round, he you, you know, he wobbled him. He, I think he he broke his nose. Um, but we'll come on to it, you know, down the line. But if they don't make Tapura versus Pimblet, I, th I don't think many I think I don't think many people are gonna be queuing up to fight Tapura, to be fair. And also he's he went. He was only in lightweight on short notice, wasn't he? He's actually ranked 15 in featherweights, didn't yeah. he? So I think, I don't know. I, I mean, Paddy seemed to cleverly avoid that call out the mail afterwards, and I can't really, you know, I can't really blame him for that. I get, I, I get where he's coming from. Listen, Mister Hand Sanitizer versus <laughs> people want to. See. But look, let's let's bear in mind. I mean, he is impressive. I mean, he's you know. This is the guy I actually uh, I texted you uh, during the, the build up of it, and I was like, "This is the same guy that uh, knocked out Ryan Hall." And look how much yeah. Ryan Hall has been a beast. And he was basically, um, I mean, you know, people will say Ryan Hall was doing far too much forward rolls, and he got caught. He still got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's chaos. I mean, look, I think I take your point. It's. It's a really, really dangerous fight for Paddy Pimbley, given the trajectory that he's on. Um, you know, arguably, you know, Taipura doesn't have anything to lose because he would be going up weight and he got, well, I'm a natural 145er anyway. I've actually come up from 135 originally. Um, yeah. He doesn't have anything to lose, but I just think the needle's there. Could you imagine the both of them in a press conference going back and forth? Um, yeah, I it's good. Well, let, let, it, let it build, maybe. Let it build. Yeah, I, uh, it, it stops the hype train too quickly, potentially. Yeah, no. Uh, and Molly McCann. Just... Yeah, I saw him. Just, I mean, look, it's just... Uh, I, like, I've always, always loved watching her fight. Win, lose, or draw. 
She gives it everything. I went into that. I was actually, I had a bit of butterflies. I was like, fucking hell, what is going on here? But I was really worried because when she came in, everybody, she had the second biggest pop of the night, bar none, right? Everybody was G'd up for Molly McCann coming down the, the, to the octagon. And I felt that she, in the first round, you know, with that trying to dirty boxing and get her up the cage, I thought that she punched herself out and she was going to really struggle. And I felt that um, her opponent was getting back into to the swing of things come that third round. And <laughs> so my vantage point to start with, I stood up and, and cheered because I thought, fucking hell, Molly's just taking her out with a, yeah. short, a short right hook out of nowhere. And then I looked on the screen and I went, fuck me. <laughs> I mean, look, we, we can, I think we can do this now. Uh, and the award for Rap Knuckles Podcast Knockout of the Year, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Molly McCann. Nobody's going to beat that. Nobody. If you look at the... You look at the way that fight was going as well. I mean, because she opened up like a train. Yeah. And then she looked, she was blown out of her ass in the second yeah. round. And then, definitely, even though that it was, you know, this girl she was fighting is maybe, you know, maybe not the best fighter ever, yeah. you know, but she was like rangy with her legs, wasn't she? And, you know, she was catching with a few knees and stuff. And I was just like, oh shit, it's going to be one of these, isn't it? Like, yeah. no way she's going to, like, I haven't seen Molly McCann knock anyone up in a long time. Yeah. And, it's usually going to be with a fist. Yeah. Like, no one, as soon as that happened, I was just like, oh shit, I think I've probably spilled a drink over my bed and stuff like that. It wasn't good. <laughs> and um, But it was just, you couldn't believe it. Nah. Like, it, it, that was just the sign, wasn't it? Like, this is going to be the perfect night. So yeah. just, uh, it, like, genuinely, like, and, and, and yeah, look, again, Twitter and Facebook, etc., are going way hard into the paint against Molly McCann and in fact oh, oh yeah. came out with the belt and stuff who the fuck oh, off. exactly fuck off like at the end of the day anybody that goes into the UFC right regardless you can talk about like you know the Bellator and I and PFL catching up right but still this is the upper echelon of mixed martial arts right that that uh, fighter was on a two fight win streak right she is class in, in any step. She might not be ranked, right? But that's not what Molly needs just now either, right? Mm. Look, they're favourable matchups, right? But what she was able to still do was nothing short of impressive. Well, it's like if you look at you look at these things of and like when Sean O'Malley fought that, um, it was that guy who just shouldn't have been in there. Yeah, the, 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 the guy with the king hair, the fucking god. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, and, and O'Malley just used him as a punch bag for three rounds, but there wasn't a highlight reel knockout. There wasn't, you know what I mean? There's like, well, can't win and then do what you have to do, but let people fucking enjoy things. You know, you, whoever the fuck's listening to this, or just tell whoever you see these fucking weirdos on Twitter, it's just like, what? Well, let people enjoy stuff. Like, it doesn't matter if she's never a champion. It doesn't yeah. matter if Paddy Pimlet's never a champion. It doesn't matter if anyone on that card who was unreal is never a champion, right? They deserve all the fucking hype and, you know, they, they, if they, would you rather Molly McCann and Paddy Pimlet just sat on people for three rounds and, you know, squirm their way to a title shot rather than exciting you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Let them fucking enjoy it and it's happening with everything now. But it's the same as, actually, it's the same as Tash Jonas. Tash Jonas won the belt, yeah. right? 
People on social media are going, oh, it's ridiculous. Our opponent should never have been fighting for a title. Fuck off. (laughs) Tash Joris has been to hell and back. Molly McCann has been to hell and back. This is not an easy road. And you know that even the better thing, right? And it's exactly the same as her not being champion, right? Um, Dave Portnoy goes on Mm. Twitter and says, before she fights... Uh, if Molly wins, I'm going to offer her a barstool contract. And then at the end said, welcome to barstool, Molly McCann. Yeah. McCann is not, spoiler alert, right? Molly McCann probably didn't see, even with the $50,000, probably doesn't see about hundred grand out of that fight. Yeah. It's a lot of money. I get that, right? But to put their bodies online, et cetera, we've been through that, talked at nauseam, right? She ain't making millions of pounds, right? Let her have this moment and let if it means fucking squeezing as much as we can out of it, yeah. fucking go for it. Go yeah. for it. Because these people are down to earth, work hard, like just working class Joes. And I can fucking dig that. I want yeah. people like that to do well. How 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 often as well? especially what you've seen over the last few years and, you know, the history of the UFC coming to London anyway. How many times, realistically, in her career, which is only going to be a short... It's only a short career at the end of the day, she's already in her 30s, you know what I mean? And how many times in her career is she going to knock out someone in the UFC, a highlight real knockout in her own country with a fucking room full of working-class scousers, you know, fucking Scottish people, northerners, eh? Everyone's screaming a name. How many times is that going to happen in their life ever? Exactly. Like so, the last time she fought in the UFC, there was no one there. Oh, no. I know. You know, it, it's it, she fought in UFC Liverpool and got beat yeah. in a debut. Yeah, it yeah. In the fucking worst moments of her life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything's built up to it. What she did on the weekend, and you've got fucking. I don't even know what, what was she Khabib season twenty thirteen or whatever saying fucking. Oh, these are shit, you know, they're never going to win a title. Like, fuck off. Get out your mum's box room. Fucking go and enjoy life. But, it's, but this is the thing, right? And 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 again, you're seeing, you're seeing the backlash of this now, right? Because Paddy's got uh, another uh, win, but yet people are first to go, oh, he got taken down and stuff like that. And then Molly, who is like as real as they come, people are now having to go. They like her before, right? But because she's getting a little bit of success now, that's yeah. it. Oh, opponent was shite. Fucking, like, don't watch fights, right, if that's all you want to do, because you're not fighting. Yeah, and it's like, well, I don't get why folks, I mean, I know, the, obviously, the fact that the Scousers as well, it's like, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, you're either lovers or you hate us, don't you? Let's be honest, yeah. you know what I mean? And I get it. Again, but, I mean, this nice with Paul. She's a Scally, but, like, yeah. fucking, it's like, there's nothing, she's not going out there, right, and saying, fucking Shevchenko, Give yeah, me a yeah. call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she wins a couple other uh, a couple other fights. Fucking hell! I mean, I don't want to see it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to see it. Yeah. But just let's just enjoy this. Oh. Enjoy them. Live in the present. Let's not look to the future. Let's just look. That's not what. This isn't the way we live in now, though, is it? Can't just enjoy it. Can't just be happy for whoever. Like. I think what some someone a mutual friend of ours sent me a, a thing on Twitter, um, saying you know someone had tweeted like uh, Paddy Pimlet makes me want to buy the song, right? So that actually that actually made me 
it, it's, it's awful. It, it, it's awful, right? But it, it made me chuckle. But I was like, um, but but at the same time, I was like, how can two people have like the best night of their lives, right? How can that possess you to be like, haha, I know what I'm going to do. This is going to be. Like, why? why? And it's just like, what? I mean, we could do we could do a fucking episode just dedicated to the dickheads in the fight game, i.e., yeah, fans, yeah. or the, ma- the mainstream fans that just come out with the biggest sort of shit. And actually, I'll, I'll come on to that in a minute. But again, another thing that I do have massive respect for Paddy Pimble on is you know that thing that he did before he got onto for the press conference. Anyone from the Sun, you know. Yeah. He, he obviously went real hard at it. And yeah, 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 yeah. But look, he, that means something to him. That's his yeah. city, yeah? And he holds that. That That's that's one of his values. And fair fucks to him. Like, well, that's right. that's, more people in the world like that. But that's, that's, that's exactly... Someone who actually stands for something. You should see how much being from Liverpool or even just fighting and representing Liverpool means to Molly McCann and Paddy Pimley. Yeah. And then you can watch all this, all the post-fight antics, everything. See these people on a massive high, and then you know the MMA dude says, "Just to let everyone know, Paddy Pimlet's never going to be a champion." And it's like who fucking cares? Wait, wait, wait. Please, is that is that? By the way, I have had to block him. By the way, because he really fucked me off. Is that yeah. with the fucking emoji, the the sort of the cartoon, and he's wearing? It a might be, yeah, I, I, yeah. Phil, I think the MMA dude, Phil, the MMA dude. Go shut your mother, you fucking prick. Right? That's, that's what I'll say. He's a wanker. He lives in his mum's basement and fucking has Cheeto fingers and whacked <laughs> off to fucking days gone by when it was fucking UFC 1. And bleh, yeah. Bleh, yeah. Fuck you, yeah. Billy MMA, dude. You suck. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Like, everything I've just wanted to say, you said. So thank you. Like, that, that, you, you, I was going to say in a much nicer way than that. So, yeah. Fuck him. Honestly, you got blocked for a reason, you fucking scumbag. Don't follow me on Twitter either. You did that. You got blocked, wanker. And actually, because <laughs> I'm jumping on the fucking bandwagon, fill the MMA, dude. You're a fucking lizard. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking lizard. Have a fill. Uh, we need to move on to something else. Sorry, you know, sorry, we, sorry. We get... Well, we are well, moving well, on. We are moving yeah. on, right? Nice win for Gunnar Nelson. Looks yeah. great back to his old ways. Yeah, actually, look, you know, I know the last time he fought was against Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards clearly upper echelon of, of the welterweight division now. But Gunnar Nelson came out and was light on his feet and utilised his grappling that... I hadn't actually seen since about 2018, 2019. It felt that like he had this almost reboot and rejuvenation and he looked back to his old ways. Now, granted, the guy he was against clearly just has never been in a jiu-jitsu gym in his life because <laughs> um, he struggled. But it was nice to see Gunnar Nelson get a win because, again, you know, never going to be the most talkative. Certainly nothing like uh, one of his training partners, Conor McGregor. But a genuine nice guy of the sport. It was nice, nice for SBG as well because I actually, I you know, I like, I like um, John Kavanagh. I think he, he, he's a good guy and he, he's good for the sport and so on. But yeah, he gets a lot of shit every time they lose. Now I think that just as a result of being associated with Conor <laughs> McGregor. And yeah. I know jo- Johnny Walker got knocked out a couple of weeks ago and he was, I think there was a big pile on him, fucking SBG and all that on Twitter. Yeah. But it was good for them to get away and I was, I was happy for them. It was good for them. Uh, 
Right, obviously, look, we can talk about, like, this Paddy Pimblet ended up fighting um, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think he won. He struggled. Uh, like, I mean, again, is he makes it exciting. I mean, I, I again, uh, you know, as much as I'm on the hype train, as much as I've, I've just went and got my blonde wig that's going to come tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And I bought my Paddy Pimblet T-shirt. Um he really, really needs to 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 sort of smarten up his defense because he can't be yeah. taking shots like that from the Tony Ferguson's of this world, you know, etc. But look, all aboard, I think that they've got something here as we've we've talked and probably making people sick to death saying it. But I, I genuinely am blown away by just what that man's ceiling is. And and again, I think you said it on uh, you text me and said. If he's if he's matched up favorably or or the right way, I think is is you yeah. said, um, and he does need favorable matchups as he approaches things. But it's too early to give him a, a ranked opponent. Let's 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 not get into that. I, I mean, if 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 he if he decides not to go against hand sanitizer, who 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 would you would would you envision that he'd be good to go for? I, I, I couldn't even tell you, yeah, to be honest. I think, you know, even uh, interesting one. I mean, look, the obvious one, Julian Arosa, isn't it? And I think, yeah, obviously, that I think that we, the fight he spoke about before when he threw up all the chocolate in the, on the mat, I think that might have been the Arosa fight and he won. Yes. I thought it was quite controversial. Um, and look, that's, that's been a natural fight since his first fight in the UFC, really. And I think if you give him people like that, because... Annoyingly, two people that popped into my mind was Cowboy and Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon, but you know both of them. I think they're fighting each other now, aren't they? And it's like the potential retirement fights and one of the cards soon. But I say winner of that, you know, I'd say Julian Rosa next winner of that end of this year. If you get Paddy out three times this year, three stoppage wins, it, can you imagine how high his stock's going to be? And then if you give him a, you know, even a you know, ranked 12th or 13th in the lightweight rankings, and God knows who that could be at the time. You know, that could even set up a McGregor fight, maybe, say that quietly. But, you know, you know what I mean? If, if you build him correctly like this, he doesn't need to be anywhere near a ranked opponent this year. Anywhere near one. I don't even want him in the same building as one, right? I just want him to get built properly next year, then we'll see, and there'll be serious cash on the table. So look, I'm I'm currently on right the rankingmma.com. Shout out to those guys. Um, mm. they have a top um seventy two. So sorry, they've got the top seventy lightweights on the UFC roster, right? Um, or in the world rather, in the world. My apologies. Um, some names to throw out here: Michael Johnson. Oh yeah, <clears throat> Paddy at this moment in time is ranked fifty. Judging by these, what these guys are saying, Mark Diacasey, uh, Mason Jones. Oh, would that be a little cage warrior's battle? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Is, is Mason Jones ranked higher than Paddy Pimble? Yeah, he lost his first fight, didn't he? Forty-three uh, in the well, but this is bear in mind. I think Paddy's a way to take a more mighty job. Jump up here. What about Matt Frivola? Mm. 
and they're saying Terence McKinney, but I think Terence. No, that, nah, that's the fight. I think if you build both of them, because McKinney's stock's still very high, even after that loss to Drew Dober. Yeah. So I think that fight, Paddy, because they're on good terms, those two as well. And I think they're up for scrapping, but they respect each other. So I think get T Rex versus the Baddy. Dude, that's on a card, you know, a big pay per view card, maybe next start next year. That sells. We we talked about before, and and you've just said it there. I think the the Julian Rosa fight, the rematch, because of how close it was, and and I think Paddy maybe got favoured with the the hometown judge in there. I think that's a fight that sells. Um, another a couple of names. I I wouldn't want him to go in here. Uh, but Jim Miller, Clay Guida, Rick Glenn. Yeah, all of them. That's I me. Mean, there's so many options for Paddy to fight twice more this year. Yeah. And, you know, build his stock up again. Well, imagine how big he's going to be this time next year. And then there's a pay-per-view card coming around. Then you think, you know, what, what, why not? Is there anybody in the top five? Now, take take your Paddy Pimblet tinted glasses off as well, because I'm taking mine off now as well, right? But is there anybody in the top five? Right. Now, the top five just now, right, is Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Islam Makachev, and Benil Derayush is number five, <laughs> right? And in, in those five, who does he stand a better chance of beating? Because I'm going to say, this is fucking hype 101 right here. The Charles Oliveira fight is, in my opinion, went more winnable than Makachev, Derayush, and Gaethje and Poirier. I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. I think he probably subs Makachev, to be fair. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't, I can't, I can't actually give that one up, to be fair. Um, no, I, I get what you're saying, but I mean, look, Charles, someone needs to give Charles his flowers, and I'm sure he will be doing it after he knocks out Gaethje. But yeah. um, look, Charles is a beast, man. I think he, I think Paddy just, I think in six months' time, Paddy will be Tony Ferguson. Paddy that's maybe that's as high as a go at the minute. Paddy the Baddy versus Charles Oliveira and Anfield for the UFC lightweight. That's unreal. <laughs> That'd be the best event of all time. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. Uh, right, look, give kudos to Arnold Allen. I I I, yeah, did, man. I expected him to uh beat Dan Hooker, but I thought we were gonna get another decision. My god, that man. You know, he doesn't... They talk about him not being entertaining. Anytime he's been on an aerial show, he's brilliant. And his Twitter account is fucking dynamite. Like, yeah. he is good value. Um, He called it Calvin Cater because uh, he says he's got better boxing than him. Whoa, sign me up. Yeah. That's a great... Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I watched him against Gilbert Melendez uh, a couple of years ago. And, the, the like, the crispness of his strikes... Um, and again, his just his, his all round movement is really really good. I mean, he's a he's a top class talent. He's incredible, and he, it's good to see he's get, finally getting some recognition now. But you know, he, he's beaten a lot of who's who's in that little run up to you know featherweight, and it's not featherweight. Is it featherweight? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, and he, he beat Sadiq Yusuf and people like that, and yeah, which looks a great, uh, even a better victory now, considering Yusuf did last week. Exactly, and I think Arnold Allen he did everything that he needed to do, didn't he? You know, he, he 
he's always been flown under the radar a little bit. He finally got a crack at a big guy and he's just gone off. Oh, fuck this. He played yeah. off the crowd, used their energy and then just went absolutely helpful out there. Yeah. It was like someone like him in the, you know, because he, he kind of gets dropped mid flurry, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he actually falls to his knees and he, he mm. was, he was shaking. Well, it was just like, it, it was as if he just said to himself, there's absolutely no way I'm, Going down, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Dan Hook is like, ah, it's lights up for a minute, and then he just gets sparked again, and then he's like, oh, fuck this. But no, it was amazing. I just hope that we see more activity because he actually said in the, the post fight presser as well, yeah, well, uh, um, it's working for me just now. So I'll just, uh, I'll see what I, I'm going to do in 2023. I'm like, mate, you, you've got something here now. Um, you know, and again, I, I, I don't I don't know if he, he works for a living or he doesn't or what he he's does. He's like a farmer or something, isn't he? Is he really? <laughs> something like that, yeah. Okay, fucking hell, that's even more impressive. <laughs> Mad. Um so look, we're now for Tom Aspinall. I mean, like I I I didn't think I mean I'm I'm all aboard the hype train for Tom Aspinall as well. 100% moots as fast and moves like a middleweight despite being a giant, one of the giants in the division as well. Um, I didn't expect him to deal with Falkov the way that he did. Wow. He, he's, he's the next champ. And I think he, he'll be interim champ by the end of this year. And I think if you look at, if you look at Aspinall, he, he would absolutely murder Cyril Gann. Like, <laughs> It, 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 it wouldn't even be close, and that, that and that's not even imagine, imagine like Aspinall. Scam wouldn't be able to hit Aspinall for a start, and also imagine Francis. Do you see what he did to Cyril Gann on the ground? Yeah, Francis and Garnu. Do you imagine what Tom Aspinall would do to him? Yeah, this like, is it, it just and it and considering and Garnu's what his recovery from that stage, he's just had his takes him out for the rest of this year, really, doesn't it? Yeah, so like. Aspinall, I think Aspinall versus Tuivasa is a fucking banger, by the way. Like that. It, it is, right? But can, can I just say, like, something that we just talked about with Paddy the Baddy and, and, and Tapura there, right? <clears throat> is you're now, you're killing off two legitimate contenders in a, yeah. in a division that needs legitimate contenders. I did think, uh, the, the rumours are that Tuivasa is, apparently been offered Stipe um, for International Fight Week. Now, mm. let him get that because he's on he's on a lovely little run. And we we did actually say, uh, or I think I said, I, I wouldn't want to see Aspinall get a gun at this stage because I think it's just slowly, slowly, he's ready for him. Yeah, um, yeah like what you just said, um, if, if Ganu, who isn't a grappler, who isn't uh, you know, any of the sort of credentials, jiu-jitsu credentials that Aspinall has, what would he do to Gan? Um, wow. I mean... Uh, he's, he's honestly just... If you watch him, he's just got better with every single performance. Like, each time he gets in there... I mean, his, his grappling and his jiu-jitsu is incredible. He's been doing that since he was out the room, wasn't he, with his dad? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, Look, just his, his presence, how cool he stayed throughout it. It was just like, he knows how good he is. He knows every time he gets into that octagon, he's going to win. And yeah. I don't think there's anybody that can beat him personally. Um, so are you saying that um, you're off the John Jones hype train at heavyweight now? Or? Well, the thing is with John is 
I just don't think we're ever going to see John fight again by the looks of it. So I think really, I know, and, and it's it's sad, but I, I just can't see it. I think if you look at his life now, right, it's, it's absolutely toilet, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. He's a piss head. It doesn't agree with him. He's got blatant CTE. He's not committed enough for a longer period of time to really get in there and challenge. And I think he's just happy doing... Well, he's not happy doing what he's doing, but who who's going to get him fit enough to go into the octagon and fight someone? And who's going to pay him enough? And he, It's just not going to work out, I don't think. And then he, he'll probably have a fight against, like, Fedor and Bellator in, like, five years or something like that, you know what I mean? And fucking... That'll be his farewell fight. But I just think... I can't see it. The John Jones that fought Dominic Reyes, yeah? Mm. If he fought that Tom Aspinall, Tom oh, Aspinall yeah, he... murders him. Like, yeah, yeah. makes him. Yeah? Yeah. So for yeah. me, Tom Aspinall, sky's the limits now. Like, I, 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 I would be... It's not not that far removed. I, I could see him being Bentham champ because judging the way that the things are, go, are going to play out in the heavyweight division, I, my worry is Ngannou because I just think he's the X factor. Um, yeah. But if uh, Aspinall was to you know not go hell for leather as well, because I know he's he, I mean he's actually just finished saying he prefers knocking people out than subbing them, even though yeah. it's fucking jujitsu game is. Unbelievable. <laughs> the thing as well, I, I like the fact that he's actually taking massive stints in uh, in particular disciplines. So he was a yeah. boxer. He's he sparred with Tyson Fury. He does a lot of sparring with uh, Darren Till, but he's actually gone out and, and become, a, he's been a professional grappler. So, you know, he is the quintessential mixed martial artist because he's got all these elements that he's fucking good at. Yeah. Let's go for it. Let, let's see it. But look, why, why, why muddy the waters and let Taiti Vasa get there? And maybe that's it. Maybe that's a, a title eliminator or something like that. Um, if if Tuivasa gets past Stipe, I mean, in a perfect world, I'd like to see Aspinall versus Gan and then um, Tuivasa versus Stipe. When that's it, yeah. On, you know, yeah, that's it. Where when I fight for the interim belts and then when I fight Francis, uh, you know, springs from next year. That's the way you should do it. Keeps everyone involved. Um, so, like, as I said, look, constructing... I've just constructed the best Liverpool main card, right, in my opinion. Main event, Darren Till versus Uriah Hall, Paddy Pimblet versus Ilya Tampura, Molly McCann versus Jessica I. Ooh, yeah. Craig versus Anthony Smith, and Jack Shore versus Raphael Sunsau or Marlon Marais. Okay. Yeah. I like that. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, they they can need to just have a look at everything, don't they? When they reflect on the weekend, they've got to do multiple events in the UK. No. And I'm, I'm all for it. But even not just the UK, it's like, you know, when you've gone to Australia, and I mean, not so much Abu Dhabi, but, you know, do, do you want to, I think they should go to France. I think they should go to Africa. You know, and Ariel, Ariel Hawani said it best, and I'm sorry if I'm going to be slanderous to these shit towns in America, but, like, you know... Why the fuck is the UFC in Jacksonville? And it's um, who's fighting yet? Yeah, Korean Zombie versus Volkanovski in Jacksonville. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Or like, yeah, you but know, fuck is it. Got, like, and they they got like favors with Jacksonville because of the fact that they were the first um, town that opened their doors. It doesn't for change the fact that no one's gonna go. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, Colorado, I think he mentioned. Yeah, he's asked. Again, there are a lot of Col- Columbus, Ohio. I, f- I feel bad for Volkanovsky because he's fighting Korean Zombie and it's that that isn't going to sell. That is a fuck. Nobody, no, nobody does give a fuck. Um, so look, but you know, next week, this week's card, it, the main card's decent. It's Darkus versus Blades. I mean, Joanna uh, Jojo Calderwood's fighting Alexa Grasso. Kai Cara France versus Askar Askarov. That yeah, that's is that's, that's that's fight of the night, though. Yeah, and and you would like to think that the winner gets the winner of uh, Figgy Small, surely for the belt. Yeah. When when's that? When are Figgy and Moreno potentially? Um... Nothing's when's been, their next one? Nothing's been set in stone yet. Oh. Um, Brown's fighting uh, Brian Barberena, Battle of Legends. Mad fight, that. Yeah, and then <laughs> Alexia Linick versus uh, Latifi, um, Battle of the fucking stocky heavyweights. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it, a decent main card. I mean, look, off the back of what's come last week, the bar's been raised now. The bar's been raised. Oh, that was I didn't realize this was supposed to be Rakic versus Jan. Yes. God. Yes. Fuck me. I'm she. I'm just sorry. I'm just looking, and it was supposed to be Michelle Watson versus Amanda Rebus, but that's been taken off as well. Michelle Watson. Neil Magny's on the prelims. Fucking hell. And Jennifer Meyer versus that man on Fury, the French woman, who's like been beating everyone. That's on the prelims as well. It's a good card. And again, look, such is there's a hell of a lot more talent in depth across all divisions now in the UFC. Like, you know, maybe not household names, but just in terms of the strength and depth that that some of these divisions have now, it's it's absolutely phenomenal. Great time. time. You know, and look, with the card in London being a four and a half million dollar um, gate, um, it's nice to see that they paid everybody a bonus that got a finish, etc. But you can't should be paying them more, right? Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's my Speech. final thing. That's that's Lee's final thing. And again, big shout out to Phil, the MMA cool guy. You're a fucking arsehole. And yeah. uh, fuck you. Fuck you. Stop. Enjoy your life, Phil. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking stop fucking having like Cheeto wanks and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Excellent, Sammy. We're back. We're back. Nice next, one, brother. Next week's episode. Um, yeah, deep dive. Deep dive into Mayweather. Right. Mm-hmm. Nice piece. See you later, Mings. <laughs> Mings. <laughs> Bye, mate. See you later, lad. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a special episode on the career of Money Mayweather. See you then.